Ding dong, the Don is gone. Try and say that fast. Ding dong, the Don is gone. Don Mattingly and the Marlins have decided not to seek an extension. We're going to dig into all of that and all of the fallout on that on today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Of course, guys, hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Subscribe to the pod. It's available daily, Monday to Friday, five episodes a week, even into September and October and beyond. If you are watching on YouTube, why not hit subscribe to there as well? We are YouTube pods wherever you want it, however you prefer it. It's available for you. And you will see, firstly... It's evening time in the UK, of course. Peak Monday evening recording time. And Sean Barrett, the GOAT, is back in the house and he is dressed for the occasion. Sean, how are we doing? I keep getting myself mixed up. Is this Locked On Marlins or Locked On Dolphins? <laughs> uh, it's another winning Monday, so the jersey had to come back. No doubt about it, mate. I'm all in on the Dolphins as well. I'm absolutely loving it. It was a proper UK friendly yesterday. Um, you know, sitting there, Dolphins were on the main screen. That's what it's come to now. Dolphins main screen and audio. And then I had the Marlins on like my Apple watch with no audio. I think it was that. <laughs> it was a turgid game to watch as well. Uh, you know, Edward Cabrera turning his ankle. Luckily, he seems like he got away uh, from any major harm on that one. But the Dolphins, baby, 3-0. I mean, wild scenes for the Dolphins. They're, they're finding ways to win games, coming back in the fourth quarter. It's been a lot of fun. Just try and describe uh, describe the feeling for me, mate, because you are a Dolphins fan, of course. For those that are listening uh, that don't know this, I'm a Rams fan, but Dolphins are now number two team. I'll try and keep this short. We don't want another a no. long uh, talk about the Dolphins, but no, it was it was it was one of those games. It was a statement game for the Dolphins going in against the Bills. It was you know the, the game was a mess, an absolute mess, um, but it was a fun one. You know there were multiple times I thought the game was over. And mm-hmm. they'd lost it, but they squeaked out a win. And um, yeah, on to Thursday now. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Like you said, let's not deviate too heavily into the Dolphins before uh, our time elapses. And the main news I mean, listen, news, big news dropping for the Marlins over the weekend. Uh, on Sunday, the news dropping that it's officially official, is how I would describe it. Uh, we've spoken on this pod for many weeks with the assumption that Don won't be extended. And now it has been made official by the Marlins and by Don Manningly uh, that they have decided not to seek any negotiation conversations. Um, you know, they're just going to both shake a hand, I guess, and, and walk away. I don't think you're surprised at this news, though, right? But just in terms of the way it's been handled, what was your take on that? Because it felt warm and fuzzy is how I would describe it. Yeah, no surprise. I don't think anybody out there really was shocked by the news. Um, a bit of a surprise that it was done so early in the sense of, mm. you know, the season's not yet over. But I think if everyone in the clubhouse knows, probably knew what was up anyway. Yeah. So there's no reason not to do it now, I guess. Uh, yeah, warm and fuzzy. I think it was the right way to do it. I mean, Don has, has led the team in a very professional manner. He's a very professional person, very personable personality in, in, in the clubhouse. 
I don't think there was any need for any, you know, to fire him or to, to not let him see out the end of the year. I think the Marlins did, I, they did what they had to do. They did it the right way. You know, this franchise for a lot of years has gotten beaten up for the way that they've treated managers and, and the way they cycle through them. So Donnie's brought in this idea of having sort of a steady hand at the wheel yeah. uh, franchise. And it's time to, yeah, it's time to move on. Get that new, fresh voice or whatever the, the wording was that they used. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it, the way they did it was the right way. It was classy and it, it befitted um, Donnie for sure. Timing was interesting. The reason being it's on the anniversary of, of Jose's death as well. So, you know, two years to the day, sorry, six years to the day of that. And, um, you know, I think that was an interesting timing, whether the, the fact that they chose that day in particular, I don't know if there was any connection to that, but you would assume that this is all kind of thought out unless uh, maybe the Marlins were worried that this news is going to get out. Maybe, you know, they were worried there was a leak coming. I don't know, but um, nevertheless, I think the way they handled it was 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 fair to Donnie. Like you said, I, I think it could have been handled differently. They could have fired Donnie and made it look like, hey, he's gone and we don't, we don't want to extend him. And But Donnie doesn't deserve that. He's been with this franchise a long, long time. The most... Uh, the longest tenured manager, I believe, the most games won as manager, the most games lost as manager. <laughs> so he's a big part of this uh, this organization. He did say that it's not the end of the road for him, though, which I think was interesting. He did say he's you know going to spend his offseason going back home and spending time with the, the family, etc., which is to be expected. But he did say, and I'm interested to see what the future may hold for Don, particularly... I guess in the modern day world where, you know, the question is, is how much control do these managers actually have or need to have on baseball games? A lot of it seemingly a lot of lineups and all sorts of matchups is being done by the analytics crew. And so maybe there still remains a role for like a Don Manningly that, you know, personality wise, as you've already talked about, you know, he's, he's an absolute king. He's a real level headed guy in a clubhouse. And I think a lot of clubhouses would see value in that. So you think Donnie will go on to coach again in, in Major League Baseball here? Coach? Yes. Manage? I, I don't see it personally. Mm. I mean, yeah, Don, he's been a guy that's been in baseball his entire life. As soon as he hung up his cleats, he went straight into a, a role at the Yankees and, and then worked his way up in his manners, as, you know, the seasons he's had with the Marlins and the Dodgers. So yeah. he's literally been in baseball his whole life. So the idea of him going... That's it. I just don't see it happening. I think, yeah, he's going to walk into a role, you know, a special advisory role at the Yankees, maybe. Mm. That kind of seems like something that would fit him perfectly. Um, but as far as seeing him in the dugout, seeing him, you know, with setting up the lineups, being that big guy, I don't see it. As a bench coach, maybe somewhere, but not not the big role. I just think, uh, I don't want to say the game's moved on from managers like him, but it certainly is a different game nowadays. It's going to be interesting next year too as well, right? You've got the added wrinkle of all the, the new rule changes coming in with this kind of shift and pitch clock and stuff. So there's going to be like a few new wrinkles and maybe that maybe that adds more analytics into the game, new analytics, I don't know. But Don, I'd say I think he could add value to any club personally. And I think he adds... He added a huge amount of value to this Marlins organization. Fundamentally, they just went, you know, he was at the helm for a massive rebuild. And in many ways, 
you know, Donny wasn't given the tools required to, to, to do the job effectively. You know, it's a low payroll team. They have to draft and develop. And unfortunately, they drafted poorly and they developed poorly on the hitting side. And that's at the end of the day, that is the floor um, for this, this process. So I, 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 I see Don go. First of all, all the media guys, everyone that's known Don, work with Don. There's no, there's no bad word said about Don Mattingly. Not one. I have not seen one person say that. He's just a, a just an amazing guy. Got to see him up close and personal daily on the Zooms in 2020 and 2021. And I can testify personally. He's an absolute king and a stud. Takes time for everyone. And no matter what, and you know, even if there's some wild questions, and one of the ones that got posted yesterday was very funny, where. Someone was asking about John Curtis's availability after he'd been traded by the Marlins, which was absolutely sensational. Um, that is, you know, that is Donnie uh, to a T. I do, you know, looking back again, it's just this moment, this this year, mate, where I come back to this players meeting, post players meeting presser with Donnie, which to me was just one of the wildest presses I've ever heard, ever. The fact that he, the fact that he didn't have to say any of that, no one was pressing him, saying, "Hey, Don, what's happened here? What's happening?" He laid it all out there for everyone. I found that completely wild. The fact that he just said, "Hey, there's too much bickering going on. I had to call this. You know, team's going to come out flat." A lot of words were said. Nothing was resolved. It was like Donnie just kind of laid it out there for everyone. I think that was a really interesting moment. It remains a big storyline for this fish um, this year. But looking back on that, mate, now we've had time to reflect. You know, it does. It, it's it. It was a wild moment for Donnie there, and he was you know so level headed, and normally like wouldn't really throw information around like that. It was a little bit surprising that he, he took that kind of course of action. I think. I think he had to say something after all that time. There was this delay, and, and people and wondering what was going on. Yeah, uh, good point. To me, I think that was personally the the turning point for me as far as thinking. You know. Is Donny going to come back next year? Because mm-hmm. it just felt like maybe he'd lost the year of the clubhouse. Yeah. I don't want to say he lost control because we don't know what happened between those four walls. But he certainly didn't seem to have, you know, an, an eye on what was going on, uh, or at least some control in there. Um, and yeah, I think it's. I think now is the perfect time for that fresh voice, that f- some fresh ideas, and you know. It's now on Kim Ang to make sure that she makes the right decision here because this one is going to be a big one. It really is, really is. We're going to talk about that shortly um, for for sure because it's going to be Kim's first ever uh, managerial hire. Um, there's also some ramifications, I believe, uh, in terms of Mel Stottlemyre and the other co- uh, the other coaching staff as well. So there's tons to get into. Uh, before we do that, though, guys, reminder. And we also have graphics as well, I believe. Hold on, they're the wrong graphics. <laughs> Let's get the right ones queued up. What day is it today? It's Monday, of course it is. And this episode, uh, please do man, it's brought to you by our good friends over at LinkedIn. They, these, uh, may, maybe, you know, listen, uh, Kim Ang needs to get a job post fired up here for the, uh, the Marlins manager. Uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business or ball club. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and Kim Ang certainly needs that. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can create a job in in minutes, literally in minutes. Uh, You just simply have to create the job. It's so, 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 so simple. 
You then add the uh, purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. You can then spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions, they make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That is linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job. Yes, sir. For free. Terms and conditions, though, do apply. Whew. Love those new graphics. All right, then, Sean. So, Kim Ang, she has a job to do here, and she did she did kind of speak to the media midway through the game yesterday, I believe. And some of the themes that came out of that were it's going to be a relatively extensive process, it seems, to to find the next the next manager. Um, uh, the the interesting bit is when you put it out on Twitter, and you know you like to get the opinions right. A lot of people want to throw their opinion around. I'm not hearing a ton of names, if I'm completely honest with you. Like, who is this going to be? Um, and there's one or two maybe knocking out uh, around, but I'm I'm not really certain the way the Marlins are going to go here. It sounds like they're going to really test the water with a few. For me, though, I wouldn't be completely shocked if they go off-piste and have like a first-time manager in, relatively young dude, and just kind of go real young, you know, just embrace the youth, embrace the the analytics, and just go down that pathway. I don't know who that would be, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, Albert Pujols is about to retire from playing. I mean, just put Pujols in there. Why not? But have, have you heard any names, or is there any names that kind of stick out to you that you could even throw into the mix at this point that, that Kim could or should be considering? Because I, I, to be honest with you, have zero. I think if it's, if it, yeah, I mean, there's some young guys out there that, you know, are probably going to be the leading names as far as wanting to bring in a young guy, a guy that's, you know, been brought up in the sabermetrics era. One guy that I do like, and we're definitely not talking young here, is Joe Madden. Okay. I think the the work he did uh, in all those years at the Rays, you know, low, low budget, worked with those, you know, sabermetric ideas, went to the Cubs and, and had some success there. And mm. then and now recently the Angels, and that it's not gone so well. Obviously, we've beaten up on what the Angels have done over the last couple of years, for sure. For sure. But he's a—he's not only a guy that embraces the numbers, but he's also got that personality. He's a bit of a wild card. He's—he's he's got mm. a, a bit of humour to him. Um, I think the fact that the day he got fired, he went in with a new mohawk cut into his hair. As, a, as, a, as an attempt to try and chill the guys out and obviously goes in and, and gets his uh, <laughs> his firing while with the mohawk so that was a <laughs> bit of a that was something that just made me chuckle earlier this year yeah yeah um, but that's the kind of guy that he is and and I think that if he's the only guy that I can think of as far as a registered name that mm. might be someone suitable otherwise it's going to be yeah it's going to be a guy that we probably not ever thought about or maybe even heard of it's going to be some guy buried down in in the bench somewhere or even in the minors potentially i think it's going to be a a, a brand new guy for sure yeah. uh, if it's if it's not someone like madam but i don't th- i don't think they're going to go anywhere else other than recognized names like madam for older people it, it's going to be it's going to be madam or a younger person we've never heard of yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued. There's, there's a lot of talk as well uh, around maybe it should be a Latin manager as well, considering, you know, it's a strong kind of Latin 
uh, obviously area clubhouse, a lot of guys in there. So, you know, that's something to maybe, you know, bake into the, the decision, I guess. But yeah, it's going to be intriguing to see what they do and see his name start to emerge. What do you think the knock-on effect is to the, uh, the you know, the, the guys that are currently there too? Because, you know, James Rousen was brought in with a, with a huge resume, uh, offensively anyway. You know, I, I think it's likely his time with the Marlins will will come to an end. Would be my gut feel. What about you on on Rousen before we get into Mel? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it is a case of the new guy's going to come in and he's going to have he's going to have his own team, or he's going to want to build people up. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody coming in is going to go apart from Mel. Is going to go. I'd like what I've seen from you in your tenure at the Marlins. <laughs> I think it is a case that they're going to bring in a whole new squad. And, and and keep Mel, you you'd have to imagine. Um, you know, I couldn't imagine someone out there having the arrogance of saying, I know a better pitching coach for the Marlins mm. than the guy that you've had work all these years with the success he's had. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very intrigued to see about Rouse and the it just hasn't worked out for him in, in Miami, you know, came with a huge resume and uh, you know, after a, a stunning year with the twins. They hit bombs for days and uh, hasn't been hadn't been able to translate that um, to the Marlins. So, yeah, I think a few years back I was thinking, okay, Rousen, you know, new guy, young guy, you know, feels like could be a good fit. You know, taking over from Donnie when he decides to to step away. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe the the, the Marlins shock us and say, actually, James Rousen is the guy. I'd find that hard to believe. And going back to Don. The main thing he was saying was a new voice. And I guess if it's James Rouse and like that isn't a new voice, it's, it's the same voice, but in a different role. And so I'm not sure that narrative completely fits. You mentioned, Mel, your your sense of this one is that, that the Marlins will look to extend Mel. Uh, clearly, obviously, the contract is, is running out at the end of this year. Um, I have to be honest, I <laughs> I have a sneaky gut feel around this one that Mel Stottermeyer isn't with the Marlins next year. And the only reason being, Donnie said something yesterday that made me think about it and made me question this. The fact that uh, I think he called it out to say Mel Stottermeyer will have no end of suitors. And I look at this and think to the Marlins, they know they would have known they wanted to extend Mel. They would have known it. They've probably tried to do it. And I just get the sense that maybe Mel's thinking, I may need a new challenge and maybe go and do something else. Um, I don't know because he'll have a lot of affection, obviously, for Sandy and Pablito. And he's obviously worked with Jesus. I mean, it's littered full of studs, obviously, that from a pitch inside. But I don't, I get a sneaky sense, maybe that Mel Stoudemire may not be with the Marlins next year. And for me, that would be a huge blow and likely would see a, we'd see a regression on the pitching side. I just see there's, it would definitely wouldn't go on forwards. I don't think, but how big a blow would that be for the fish if they can't get a deal done for Mel? It'd be massive. And, you know, I think some of us are probably been fooling ourselves and thinking, Oh, they've got to bring Mel back, but you're, you're right. He's got a contract that's expiring. Mm. And, and the idea that, if the Marlins waited this long to make that extension, mm-hmm. that's first it's malpractice. But, <laughs> but secondly, that's fantastic because that means that they haven't already tried and failed. And mm-hmm. it means that they've still got that shot. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's getting to that point now. Until we see his name signed on a, on a contract, every day that passes, the concern just has to grow. 
I just don't understand why they, you know, why it wouldn't have been inked already. If Mel was committed, the Marlins certainly should be committed. It, it just raises questions to me why they, they wouldn't have already looked to do that. He is the most valuable coach, off-field guy. Um, there is, clearly. His, his impact has been huge. And, you know, the Marlins should have locked him up, you know, well before this situation. And so, I mean, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors there is in his head. And I, I think I spoke about it on last week's pod to say, I was waiting to see who's going to be coming in and, you know, what the like you said, you know, the new manager may have his own um, thoughts. Said it'd be kind of crazy to go, hey, I don't want Mel Stoudemire Jr., but maybe that is playing in. It feels odd to me that he hasn't been extended thus far. I'm, I just have a seed of doubt in my mind. It'd be so Marlins, right? You'd get the pit down, and then you go, okay, great. Let's go and supercharge this offense. And then what happens? The pitching drops off. And the hitting, you know, next thing is, it's back to the same spot. You can just see it coming a mile off already. The, the, you know, the, they do take a leap with the, with the sticks. Um, but Mel Stoudemire leaves a big hole, I think. But um, just going back to Donnie then, on his way out, I mean, as we think of Donnie, he's, for me, there's, you know, he was, the, he was the manager of the year in 2020. We shouldn't forget that, the NL manager, the manager of the year in the shortened season, clearly. But, you know, it was one hell of a job from Donnie and Mike Hill and all the staff to kind of to get the Marlins in that position with all the COVID situations. But when you think of Donnie, key moments, things that stick out to you, what are the things that you think of as a fan um, that kind of stick out around Don Manningly and the kind of guy he was? I think, yeah, just the, the class that he brought to the organisation and the steady, I mean, we've, we've mocked him a little bit in the sense that he's so steady, but mm. he kept a steady ship. You, you mentioned the COVID year, all the all the COVID, uh, the outbreak itself, the fact that there were new guys coming in, there were people coming to the clubhouse, people he was putting into the game that he was like, I didn't even know that guy's name. No. But he kept it steady and he kept it controlled and, and they, they got a playoff berth for that. We've mm-hmm. talked a little bit about Jose and obviously the, the tragic death of him in 2016 and, and that cannot have been easy. It was near the end of the season, admittedly, but mm. that... Uh, for him to have to be there and and to manage through that and steady that ship and and, and console what was a heartbroken clubhouse um, is you know that's that's my lasting memory of him is that sense of through adversity he was able to steady the ship to to you know ultimately get the the Marlins to a playoff um, spot in the twenty twenty and. Yeah, you can say all the things you want to say about it being a shortened season and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, sometimes steady as you go is just what you need. Yeah. If you were to give Donny a, a grade or a you know a rating for his time as Marlins manager, how how could you go about doing that and where would you land on that? Because it it's it's a hard job to kind of land on something for Donny, like if you say Donny the manager. <clears throat> what's the grade you put on him? I don't know. Where would you where would you fall on that one? I mean, as far as you know, the way he I mean, dealing with the media is part of his job. He is mm-hmm. the mouthpiece to the to the media for the organization. And anybody that you speak to and anybody that's meant, spoken about him, especially over the last couple of days, have said, you know, that's an A plus personality. That that guy is Agreed. perfect. You, he, we're in a results-based industry, aren't we? Um, as far as as sports goes, so you have to look at that on, as well. And you know, 
when he had a team, when he had a decent team at the beginning of his tenure, he did pretty well. And and they were they were beaten on the door five hundred, which for the Marlins is good. Um and then worked for a rebuild. And you can't look at the results and go, Oh, there's you know, hundred loss here and a hundred loss there, because it's a rebuild. So again, it's a it's a C plus for me as far as his handling of the rebuild. You know, it is part of his job to develop those players, but he can only manage the players he's given. Um, and he never once complained. Never once said, look, we're rebuilding here and I'm, I'm doing my best. Never once complained. So for me, you know, I don't know where that all mixes up and balances out, but ultimately my memories of him will be he was a good manager and he was what the Marlins needed at that time. I think it's a perfect summary, Sean, I must say. Um, I, I think he's... Over, like you said, as, as a guy, there's no better. And I think as a baseball mind, I think he's right up there too. I really do. Um, as a manager, I also think he's right up there too. Like I, it, I know it's results-based. It clearly is. And, but the reality is, you know, he's got to work with the, the tools he has and he's been through a build and, you know, it's, you have to kind of look a little bit further through that. What I would say for Donnie, I, I don't think I've ever heard him throw anyone under the bus, not one player ever, ever. Um, he got close to it this year, I would say, where he, he called it out to say the big boys have got to go and all that kind of stuff. So definitely this, like you said, this that players meeting presser, the big boys got to go presser. There were a few little wrinkles of Donnie where maybe the frustration or he knew that his time was coming to an end. And maybe things were happening behind the scenes at that point. Maybe Donnie realized that it wasn't going to play out. And the Marlins have put it out there like, you know, and announced it as they have, and it seemed acrimonious. But we don't know what went on behind closed doors and how long it's been going on behind closed doors. Donnie last year wanted a, a clause that he had this agreed early in the year by a certain time, way, you know, way, way before this kind of period. And so gut feel is there would have been similar discussions early in the year, and I think maybe they went a bit sideways. Um, and I think, yeah, Donnie's kind of thrown a few little hand grenades there this year at certain times, which is interesting. My grade equally, I think, I'm going to give him a B, a little bit higher grade for you. The reason, only the only reason being is that slide, that slide into the the players' photo after they they'd got into the postseason was absolutely sensational. So for me, that is a B. NL Manager of the Year in 2020. I wish Don very very best. Uh, as a media guy, he was absolutely world-class. And I still think he has got so much to offer to baseball. And I think he will find a really nice landing spot. And I do hope in the future, Don Mattingly, and it wouldn't shock me, it may not be immediately. I think Don will take some time away from the Marlins. That, that is no sources, by the way. That is just my pure gut saying that he may go and explore a couple of other things. But I can see a pathway to Donnie being back with the Marlins uh, in some sort of front office role in the future. And I do not think that would be a bad thing for the guys. That is going to wrap us up for Monday's episode of Locked On Marlins. I thank you for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. It's an off day today, so you can rest, recover, and enjoy Locked On Marlins. And we will be back, of course, tomorrow on Tuesday. And guess what? Spoilers back in the house. We may be in the same outfits, but it is what it is. In the meantime, guys, enjoy this episode. Back Tuesday. Thanks to the Sean. This is Peter Pratt signing out.